Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're going to keep plowing through Acts chapter 7, so grab your Bibles. We're picking up at verse 35. So God sent back the same man his people had previously rejected when they demanded, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? Through the angel who appeared to him in the burning bush, God sent Moses to be their ruler and savior. And by means of many wonders and miraculous signs, he led them out of Egypt through the Red Sea and through the wilderness for 40 years. Moses himself told the people of Israel, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. Moses was with our ancestors, the assembly of God's people in the wilderness, when the angel spoke to him at Mount Sinai. There Moses received life-giving words to pass on to us. But our ancestors refused to listen to Moses. They rejected him and wanted to return to Egypt. They told Aaron, Make us some gods who can lead us, for we don't know what has become of this Moses who brought us out of Egypt. So they made an idol shaped like a calf and they sacrificed to it and celebrated over this thing they had made. Then God turned away from them and abandoned them to serve the stars of heaven as their gods. In this book of the prophets, uh, it is written, Was it me you were bringing sacrifices and offerings during those 40 years in the wilderness, Israel? No, you carried your pagan gods, the shrine of Molech, the star of your god, Rephon, and the images you made to worship them. So I will send you into exile as far away as Babylon. Stephen progresses here through uh, the book of Exodus into the deliverance that God gives his people as they uh, come out of slavery into the promised land. And for the full account of this, you can read it in Exodus 11 through 14. And it causes us to see uh, the faithfulness and deliverance of God uh, in a radical way. We have the Red Sea parting, and it's a significant piece of Israel's history. And as we read the Bible, it's certainly one of the hallmark accounts that we uh, are able to look at and see the deliverance of God in a very real, extreme, and tangible way. We have the sea parting, the Israelites going through on dry land, and the pursuing Egyptians just bite the dust. I mean, not literally because it's the sea, but you get what I mean. They, they, they are destroyed and Israel is saved. How long then does it take for them to leave this state of being reliant on God? Like how long do you think it would take you to forget the fact that you just crossed through the sea on dry ground, walls of water on either side? How long would you forget what you've uh, went through? And I would imagine that probably for myself, I would never forget it. I would never forget that. But when we are confronted with problems and difficulties and challenges that are hard for us to ignore, we tend to uh, just focus on that instead of all of the good things that have happened in our past. And it takes Israel exactly three days before they start complaining about uh, the lack of water that they have to drink. And they get to this place called Ramah, uh, and and it is uh, bitter water. And three days, right? Three days where they are uh, complaining again about God not taking care of them. And it's a reminder to us about the power of sin and the constant pursuit of God, the desire for God to love uh, him back. 
Do you remember the charge here that was brought against Stephen in all of this? The blaspheme against the law of Moses, the disrespect that he had given to their ancestors. Not only have we seen him hold the ancestors and Israel's history in high esteem, but we see that he even labels it in verse 38. He labels it as life-giving words. That's checkmate here. He has refuted the charge that's been brought against him. He's taking care of that. Our ancestors rejected God and his servant, Moses, this man who received from God these life-giving words. And it's pretty terrific to be able to see him defend himself well here. And he quotes from uh, the book of Amos, the prophet Amos chapter 5 here. And Amos is referring uh, to the nations wandering in the wilderness. And he notes that, yes, even in God providing for them as they wandered the wilderness for 40 years, They uh, have uh, rejected God and God leaves them to uh, the punishment that he's about to give them, that they will be into exile. And Amos here also has the benefit of hindsight, seeing that not only in the wilderness, but all throughout its history, Israel has constantly rejected not only God, but his servants that have come to warn them about the sin that they are taking part in. Later generations see the errors of their ancestors and attempt to correct it, which is why when you see in the ministry of Jesus, there's such a strict attempt to follow and to revere the law of Moses, to hold it in such high esteem, which is why it was such a significant charge to be brought against Stephen, because he was one who was uh, defying not only Moses, but God. And we see here that God does indeed punish sin and the idolatry, and selfishness, and arrogance, ultimately all of that boils down to pride. So in verse 43, we see God punishing sin that he will leave them to go into exile as far away as Babylon. And the question that we have for us today uh, to think on and and chew over and talk about with our families is kind of the question that Stephen is getting the, uh, the religious leaders to realize. What do you suppose God will do to those who reject his servant, the Messiah? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.